Welcome to Forbidden Cinema. I'm Jenny. I'm Zach. And we are back on our roll with our movies. Woo! We're doing this, guys. Yeah. And we've watched two movies. I actually watched one movie without you, too. Wow. It's like three movies in three weeks. That is crazy. What? What did you watch? Uh, the Spider Verse. Oh Ac- yeah, yeah, across yeah. the Spider Verse. <laughs> <laughs> I think it it's just really, makes me really good. If you haven't seen it, it's great. It's maybe the longest animated feature film ever in the West. It's like two hours and twenty minutes. It's Lord and Miller. We love everything they do. After Party is going on right now. Right. And woo woo. So fun. Oh yeah, I forgot you did that. Like while you were working out. Okay, we can, we can work that in. Yeah, <laughs> while I was getting swole, right, right, watching right. it on the treadmill, you know, <laughs> getting ripped for my lady. All right. So speaking of getting speaking ripped, of getting ripped <laughs> the star of this film is a large man. You know, but not as large in this movie as as per usual. True. True. So we watched True Lies, uh, which is just so fun. Um, <laughs> you know, definitely. Fell into the '90s had so many of these like spy cop dramas, and we watched a ton of them. Like like the Clear and Present Danger, and um, Air Force One, and I can't think of any of the other ones. Yeah, I feel like the '90s really kind of maybe a couple years earlier than this kind of Demolition Man, uh, Broken Arrow, which I don't think really has much cultural cachet, but I feel like it. I don't know. I, I watched it a lot, and I felt like a lot of it's because it was. I think it was directed by John Woo, so a lot okay. of Asian action stuff started to come into American films. With the uh, Hard Target with Jean Claude Van Damme, I think it was. It might have been John Woo as well, maybe. and so really starting to kind of, and also figuring out maybe The Rock, probably, probably like, somewhere. Yeah, all of this overlaps. You know, that your movies that don't suck. Your action movies that are also like political dramas kind of. So, and it, it draws like your better actors. I mean, you've got Harrison Ford. You start to see at the tail end of this, we see, you know, Mission Impossible, which is a, you know, a, a reboot of a of a existing property, but still I think Mission Impossible lives because of all of these other Oh, I, I definitely think so. Some some transition there around that time mm-hmm. from your commandos and your you know straight to DVD or straight to video uh, Dolph Lundgren movies, and all of a sudden they started getting a little smarter. You know, it was just like one-liners, quips, bad special effects, and you know, like seventeen people get shot and two pairs of boobs. And then this- all of a sudden they became like. Movies that adults could go see like with a le- fully functional brain. Right, like legitimate. This one is a step and a half <laughs> from being a parody. It really I is. I really think it is. But it's done so well. It really rides the line of being like legitimate, suspenseful action movie and being just ridiculous at I'm, the same time. I'm going to go out on a line here and I'm going to say action comedy is my absolute favorite favorite genre of I could film. see that. I mean, I like to think of myself as loving, you know, Casablanca and Lawrence of Arabia and some of the North by Northwest, some of the great filmmakers of our time. But like, no, like, give me a rush hour and I am I, Rush hour is exactly what I was thinking of. I mean, into the, this, this helped pave the way for that too. Definitely, definitely. You know, your buddy cops, but like your buddy cop, like your funny, funny buddy cops. And then we went over the deep end into some of the just like the ridiculous, like schlocky type of ones, I'm, which they have their place. But this really has, you know, 
Arnold is a legitimate action star at this point. Um, and you've got him, you've got him re-teaming with James Cameron. Exactly, with James Cameron. So you've got the clout, which means the money. And, and this was, would have been made, what, three years after Terminator 2? I, I, I don't really know. Like, that's not one of the things that and, I know. And, you know. Terminator 2 was huge, if you don't remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Children, sit down. Let me tell you a little story. <laughs> Mostly because of Eddie Furlong, but you know. Right, of course. Exactly. <laughs> And James Cameron was probably very divorced and probably didn't have a lot of money at this point. <laughs> he lost a lot of money in a lot of divorces. I mean, that seems to be a theme in this movie, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we open at well, a... Well, tell me about your history with it first. Um, I'm trying to remember specifically. I mean, I I didn't see it in the theater. Um, I feel like... So what, 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 it, what year is this? 1994, late 94. summer. So, at the same time, though, like, I think, I don't know, because I was seeing some of those movies, like, I think it all had a lot to do with just, like, what, you know, the draw, like, to my mom, because we didn't watch the Terminator movies, Mm -hmm. you know, but we definitely watched more, like, the political drama a little bit more. We we didn't watch, but she liked to watch Die Hard movies and the Lethal Weapon movies. Those were above my pay grade at the time, but those were definitely ones that, like, were mother approved but i don't think they ever watched any really any of the arnold movies Uh, and so i don't think that was their thing and i bet you i bet you in a weird way like she maybe tangentially knows who tom arnold is and roseanne and she hated roseanne (laughs) hated that was absolutely a no I think Roseanne was on on Wednesday nights in our neighborhood, and so it was on, like, church night, so it was not something... I feel like there would have been a discussion if it had been on a night that we were around. (laughs) I don't think it was even... I don't remember it even being something that I wanted to watch, but it was made very clear, absolutely, that she was trash. (laughs) (laughs) I were going to put it out there, that she was, like, dirt, like, you know, that she just had a filthy sense of humor, and that was absolutely no. And she didn't, like... My mom does not like shows where kids talk back. Uh Uh-oh, (laughs) uh-oh. And those kids had too much attitude. So. Oh, man, going back. I, I am just living in this moment of... 19 probably 93 or so and being not at the neighbor's house across the street but kind of the other hangout around the corner which actually like other friends of ours live at this house today oh yeah yeah yeah. but uh yeah chris and nick if you're out there their mom had rented them terminator 2 and i had maybe three weeks before they were watching Bloodsport and I'd called my parents to ask if I could watch Bloodsport and they said no. And so uh, I went home. Oh, you did that. You did the thing. I did. I did. And so I called them and asked them if I could watch Terminator 2. And I was going to watch it if they said no. But oh, they said yes. You had already decided. I had already decided. <laughs> they said yes, guys. <laughs> they said yes. <laughs> Oh my goodness! And there it had there was swearing and blood and action and explosions and liquid metal melting guys and fast liners and you know Bobby Buttnick and Eddie Furlong <laughs> driving around on motorbikes and cussing and stealing. <laughs> and it was oh my just... gosh! Still at your shorts. I saw some sort of 
90s kids 80s kids uh instagram and someone had like drawn up like a horror um style movie poster for zeke the plumber episode (laughs) (laughs) it was hilarious Which was something my sister was 100% afraid of. Like, you could just say Zeke the plumber plumber, and she'd freak out. Oh, my goodness. But so I saw this movie in the theater with several close friends. It was my birthday party. Oh, wow. I was 14 years old. 14. It is just the right age to see this. But I was also sitting squished in between, like, there's some friends. And my dad's on one side, my mom's on the other side. And there's a few moments where it's like, oh, boy, oh, boy. (laughs) Retreat, retreat. <laughs> Did she do any like cover your eyes, anything? There was none of that. I I think they were far enough away that it didn't happen. I, maybe it was one of those because I actually, I didn't remember some of the sexier stuff being this sexy. And it's really sexy. It's really sexy. <laughs> I kind of thought it was funny when she fell and, you know. Her physical comedy in this is fantastic. And she doesn't get to play like sexy like this that often, I don't think. And I think she's a real, I mean, she's got so many faces, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis does. I mean, she's just, and her scream queen crown is on on display big time. You better believe. You better believe. Okay, so sorry, you're you're going. We're we're opening. I was just saying, like we're opening, like at a gala in a Swiss whatever. It's like it it it's so spy movie. This is James. I mean, the first yeah twenty five minutes of this movie are a James Bond movie. Yeah, it really one hundred percent. And we've got you know him breaking through the ice, coming out of his wetsuit, and there's a tuxedo. And his tuxedo. It's like he's in the moat. And I was Which like, I think they did in a James Bond movie oh, as well. Oh, did they? And the Mythbuster did it, and it works. You can actually do it. Huh. Very cool. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's some other Mythbusters physics that don't quite work in this. I'm pretty sure, yeah. I'm pretty sure anyone is more stealthy than Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> not to say he's not graceful for a larger man, but... but- I thought he should have been more suave. It's like going through the party and sort of like bumping into people and talking to people like, hey, how's it going? And like, Who's that guy? And I kind of thought a super spy would fit in a little bit better. He's he's sticking out like a sore thumb. Yeah. Like they do not for all of what seemed to be trying to like be really cool, calm, collected and under the radar. No, like not. This was, he's I think because I think ultimately he's not that good. <laughs> He's really nice and terrible spy. I wrote that later. I mean, he's he's like good at hand-to-hand combat and shooting shit and but he's not that great of a spy. We haven't really seen I guess missions have been successful. We got the data that they wanted, but it didn't even look like anybody asked for that data when we <laughs> meet which one thing I did not remember we had Charlton Heston in an iPad. Yes, we did. Oh yeah. They had Charlton Heston for one day. Like tomorrow he, he's got to be on friends tomorrow. So <laughs> <laughs> we've got him for one day. He's got to grind his teeth. Like his toupee guy is like the things he needs to replace. His rug needs cleaned. Yeah, I was like, what? So yeah, it didn't even look like the the head of the agency, whatever they are, because they talk about them being federal agents, but they seem like they're a real archer kind of situation <laughs> here. Real... F- it was like the last line of defense yeah, or whatever. Yeah, Omega Squad. <laughs> like, they, they might be making all that crap up, you know? 
Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's like this seems like yeah, a lot of a lot of flying loose and fancy free here. So anyway, getting back, we're going to the party. There's guard dogs. I'm like, oh no, please tell me the guard dogs don't get hurt. And then we have Tom Arnold, and Tom Arnold, he <laughs> is, is killing to the podcast. This movie. <laughs> He's amazing he, in this movie. He steals every scene he he's does. In. He does. And you know what? I was like, he doesn't look that much smaller than Arnold. I was like, it might be the baggy dress dress shirts and the pleated pants, but they look like kind of evenly matched most of the time when they're in scenes together in their like suits and ties. Hot take. I don't know what Tom's doing. The last time I heard him, he seemed like he was having trouble breathing, mm. maybe some heart stuff, but I kind of want to see him in Expendables 4. Oh, that would Can be we fun. Get, that back? get him in a chopper, or just him in the van, or him back in the him say like back in the fucking van. <laughs> that'd be so funny. Oh my gosh, that'd be hilarious. And then the scene that probably would not have worked on the small screen, but I saw it in the theater. Like yellow snow guy is out peeing, and he walks away, and there's the whole stripe there. Like ew. <laughs> oh, no. Not good. Do you know, I recognize him. I think he's in this and he's in Congo and I have no idea. Maybe he was in, uh, I want to, like, my head wants to put him in Twister, but maybe not. Like the other I, guy, the like number seven or whatever. Oh, I'm not sure. I can't think of, I can't visualize who that is. Um, we'll, we'll have to look. Yeah. I know he's in Congo. He gets murdered like the first person that gets murdered. I also had in this this uh, embassy or, or house, whatever this is, like, I almost feel like this is the staircase from uh, uh, the the man who knew too much. Ooh, okay. Like, I, can, I don't know. Like, it seemed, like, very familiar. I can look into that. I, You know, I like to uh, look at the, the whole reason we picked this movie was because of filming locations. And I love parties with champagne entrees uh yes is that we've been to maybe i, I can think of one specifically out the top of my head but that's like re- wedding receptions whatever I, I can only remember one that's been just like full-on glasses of champagne i can't even have we i think so maybe i mean i don't know i mean i've been to receptions you know with like bars and stuff but I, I can't think of like people passing glasses of champagne maybe for I feel like there was one wedding where he wasn't he wasn't going through but i feel like somebody didn't have a tray of champagne we've glasses. had we've had some like like awards dinners where we needed to finish a bar tab and they brought out a tray of champagne <laughs> but i'm not sure if we've like actually yeah we need to look into that we need we need to go to a gala yes we do we need a gala on the fucking books <laughs> And welcome to the podcast, Ms. Tia Carrere. I don't trust her ever. I don't trust her <laughs> ever as like two two ways. I don't trust her because of this movie, like she's Dane or she's bad news. But also I don't trust her being serious from like Wayne's World. Like she's just <laughs> I don't know where she fits. You guys, I had a poster or not maybe not a poster, but like a picture of her from a magazine. Hanging up on my door. <laughs> I mean, she's hot. So apparently, you know, we figure out that she's kind of maybe a key to this. Um, and she is a Persian antiquities dealer or and historian. So he's striking up a conversation. And she's Juno Skinner. I mean, could that not be the name of a Bond villain? It's totally a Bond villain slash Bond girl. Like yes. that's where she is. She kind of fitting into both of those things. Um, 
and he's he's already like planted some sort of thing in like a really old Windows machine. Windows three point one. <laughs> I think wow. that was is that when Minesweeper came out? Maybe or is it three point one one? I was pretty good at Minesweeper. <laughs> the modem sounds we get to hear, and he says something to somebody, and it says in parentheses, "Perfect Arabic." I don't feel like I've ever seen that in the subtitles before. I don't know if if maybe that was like the hearing impaired subtitles got turned on or what. I don't know. I don't. I am realizing, I think, watching this movie that we have like turned it on halfway through and just clicking through stuff and watched the end of this movie probably four or five times. Probably. I don't think I've watched this the beginning of this movie since almost 30 years in the theater. I don't know. I definitely don't know the beginning of this movie as much. I definitely like, I know the, you know, as we get into the whole Bill Paxton stuff, the later Bill Paxton stuff, but like, and like, I knew what it was, but I didn't see the whole like run up to it. Mm. And then like we get, you do not have time to tango. (laughs) (laughs) He loves the tango. Is tango that intense really? Because it always is in the movies. I guess it can be. Like everybody's like, Throwing their legs up on people's shoulders and kind of like, I mean, are you allowed to like sit on the floor and tango? I don't know. Everybody's like just dragging each other around. And... I don't really know. I've never like been, I don't think at a ballroom place where people were tangoing and, and what shenanigans they got up to. I feel like I've done so much ballroom dancing that I should have some concept of what tango actually is. But maybe that's why you don't have a group dance of tango because everybody would be tripping all over each other. <laughs> Because people are such drama queens about doing the tango that they just, they can't, it can't exist on one floor. You can only have one couple that's going to do that. And if you're at a, a ballroom dance place, they're all going to do it. And they're like, no, we made a decision, group decision, executive decision, no group tango. <laughs> uh, so they're in the van, Congo head crush guy, the number seven or whatever his name is. I really should have looked up what his name oh, is. Oh, that guy. That guy. Okay. Um, I don't really recognize him, honestly. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. I, I feel like I recognize him for three random genre things in 1994 to 1996 and nothing What's since. What's kind of a problem is he kind of favors the bad guy a little too much. He does. He does. Yeah. So that like we, we see him enough at the beginning, but then when we see him again later, I'm like, wait, is that that him again? I, I honestly almost don't recognize him. I don't think I said that. I mean, like if the bad guy and the single guy had a, <laughs> a baby together, it would probably look like him. <laughs> oh my gosh. Am I wrong? That's a, a time and a place. Yeah, it is. Yeah, was Ming-Na Wen in that? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes, she was. <laughs> And he says, as he's hacking, I've got this, I've got this, I've got my hand up in her dress, and I just keep going. I was like, oh no. Like, is this gonna, is there gonna be sex or swearing in this movie? <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, we can shoot all the terrorists we want in my household, but if there starts being <laughs> sex or swearing, like, there's nothing that'll get mama to. Uh, Your mom's <laughs> got a little tiny notepad, and she's like doing tick marks. Like,. <laughs> Like, we might have to do space balls on this, because I can remember the moment it got turned off. <laughs> like, the TV knob came off in her hand. <laughs> like, I remember in big when I was sent out of the room. <laughs> well, she was ahead of her time in that. That movie has some problems. Oh, it wasn't for any of the problematic stuff. I know, stuff. <laughs> but still, it had some problems. But the puppies are okay. We go back to that. They they get their head bonked, but we do they do, do us the courtesy of going back to them and seeing them shake their heads and like 
not pursue anymore. Before that, Tia Carrere gives him a business card out of her boobs. Of course. Like, that. I guess it's sexy, but, like, business cards, they're going to pick up boob sweat. They're going to be all just... Discom- they just tango, so she's sweaty. <laughs> have you... How, how often have you boobed something? Ooh, so rare. Like, I mean... I don't know. I feel like I've gone to more concerts than you, so there's a lot of ladies that, like, have a cell phone in their strap and, like, boob money in an ID in the other. And... I have, like, it has only been, like, a temporary thing, like, a key card to an office when I go to the bathroom and I don't have a pocket. Okay. Like, that, it, like, and it, like, immediately comes out <laughs> and is, like, so it, I've never spent a time, a full event with something, no, never. Man, growing up, working, retail... You know, 13 years old, running the cash register at the family grocery store. Probably forced child labor, but, you know, it, it is what it is. And A lot falls under the umbrella of family business. Yes, yes. And you got the ladies, you know, they're we're like $3 short for their order. And they're reaching in and reaching in and reaching around. And they're handing you all these just sweaty, damp bills. Ugh. And all of a sudden, they're still like a dollar short. Like, Hold on, let me go to the back, and they go back to the bathroom. No, I will spot you a dollar. I will spot you a dollar. I was 13, I didn't have a dollar. I was being told I was going to get paid for it, and then I kind of kept a tally and told my dad what he owed me, and he was like, why don't I take you out to Longhorn for dinner instead? Cool, yeah. (laughs) I bet it was Ryan's. (laughs) And then we have the first one-liner, maybe, of the movie. was like, excuse me, sir, can I see your invitation? Here's my invitation. <laughs> like, what the point was all of that? All of the, all of the cool, the the tuxedo under the wetsuit, everything to blow that shit up. Because yeah, Tom Arnold's like, he's like, I'm just gonna walk through the the front gate. And he's like, cool, yeah, that's gonna go well. I already know it's gonna go well. So we know we're getting the vibe that like he's got an, a reputation for a messy a messy scene. Yes, yes, yes. And then. Poor doggies, but they're okay. I love that. Like he, he bonks the dogs, but we see them and they're they're fine. They're just not coming after him anymore. Right. And then he just like straight up murders like forty five just Swiss security employees. Pretty much. Like I don't think these are terrorists. I don't think they're sold. On- yeah, they don't know. They, all they know is he blew something up on their turf. Like I don't. I don't know because they're they're just doing research. There's a private security firm in Switzerland working. A big event. <laughs> now, I don't know why they have snowmobiles and machine guns on yeah. skis. That's- well, I think it's kind of maybe proving their point that this operation is a little bit sus, <laughs> but we don't know that yet. And Charleston Hetton is is still not sold when they give them him the goods. Um, so then we've got uh, Tom Arnold and dude in the getaway van, and Tom Arnold does not know how to steer into a skid. <laughs> <laughs> He is slipping and sliding all over the place. Uh, and and other dude is not having it. He's worried. I would have to, if you're from a Nordic country and I'm wrong, then by all means, write in and correct us. I think that ski henchmen look really cool. I don't think it's all that practical to fire a machine gun on skis. Probably not. But, you know, you don't even have like poles. <laughs> there's an Olympic, the biathlon. But you don't shoot and ski at the same time. You ski, then you shoot. Then you ski, then you shoot. That's disappointing. <laughs> Have you seen the Nancy Kerrigan episode of Saturday Night Live? No. And Rob Schneider is on it. <laughs> He's the biathlete. He's like, unfortunately, I did not get to compete. He's got this huge scar. Is like, I was shot in the face. 
<laughs> a bad athlete. It's skiing and shooting. Unfortunately, I was skiing and everybody else was shooting. <laughs> and I was shot in the face. Pretty yeah. good one. Pretty yeah, good one. That's good. Um, so we we wrap all this up. We got he shoots it at the snowmobile and the snowmobile explodes. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Because that's what happens. It's like, no driver. Oh, no. <laughs> Ski mobile doesn't know what to do. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. It's kamikaze. Like, almost every every vehicle we see in this movie just explodes. Explosions. Explodes. <laughs> um, but basically, we, we, we've wrapped that up. It was a success. I, I don't know. They got, a, they got some bank records off of some guy. Exactly. That, that we never see again in the movie. We we don't know because he's not even really the guy. I don't think. I think I think he's just funding some things that he probably doesn't even know he's funding. Probably. Honestly. Um, so we got Tom Arnold pulling up in the GMC Jimmy. <laughs> that, that car is pretty cool. If you, if you could find one of those now, like fully restored, you'd look pretty cool driving around. It'd be fun. It. It's so 90s. Um, and he's like. Got all your paperwork, everything that matches with your, your last name. Got, got your keys, got your wedding ring. Here's a snow globe for the kid. Like, he's a, he's like the best dad. There is a smarter, better. This is, I love this movie. But there's yeah. a smarter, better movie about their relationship. I mean, he is his real wife. I mean, like, he is the one that's looking out for him, taking care of him. He is the one, like, he, they, their relationship, we don't get enough of that. We really don't. We really, really don't. Because, um, yeah, I mean, he's like, he's his handler, I guess, probably from a departmental standpoint. But they're buddies. I mean, they're they're close. But, I mean, he's helping him put on his fake identity for this mission where he was just himself for the other, like, Harry Tasker, that's his secret identity or whatever. That that, that That's the face he's putting on. He's really this other guy, the Harry Rochambeau or whatever. The- I don't know. I'm not really sure if either one of them is actually who he is. I don't know. Not his, his name, but just like who he is as a person. Right. He's this badass action superstar and he's putting on this fake life. Yeah. Yeah, but he's like, you know, here's all your docs with the same last name. Don't forget your wedding ring. Don't forget the snow globe for the kid. It's harder for him to be this husband than it is for him to Probably, be this yeah, agent. yeah, because it's it's not natural. So he he gets home, he gets in bed. The you know he's barely going to get any covers. She's got a frumpy nightgown, but her legs. I don't think they meant to show that because they, they're looking pretty good. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I mean, because obviously they're good enough and on display enough in a even modest way that Bill Paxson picks up what she's throwing down. <laughs> and welcome to the podcast, Eliza Dushku. She's a real tool piece of work in this. <laughs> and I just said that Gizmo knows what you did to those other dogs. <laughs> she's got just the cutest little squirrely dog. It's squirrely dog. And she immediately, dad gives her a snow globe, which yeah, it's lame, but she immediately throws it in the trash. I'm like, could you like, Put it on a desk and go to school and maybe knock it over accidentally and go, oh, no, I broke it. <laughs> Come on. Like, blame it on the dog. Exactly. Oh, and, uh, we got Tom Arnold. Like, he's, like, welcome in the family, which is so crazy. Like, how, I mean, everybody, they he'd have to be because he would be so hard to be hidden. But, like, what do they think he is? Just, like, his. His partner at the sales force at the computer sales. I guess sales. so. And uh, she, 
Eliza Dusku's putting on her uh, helmet because she's got a boyfriend with a motorcycle. He's like, I remember the first time I was shot at a cannon too. <laughs> that might be the funniest <laughs> line in this movie. I was like, he's got jokes. <laughs> I wonder how much they just let him run with things. Maybe. Were, were they doing funsy takes or was it all on the page? I don't know because is he an improv guy? Like, I have absolutely no idea. Uh, he's got know. great delivery. He is. He's doing great. We have earlier on, they're getting ready, brushing teeth and everything. And he's just... Arnold is not paying attention to Jamie Lee Curtis no. at all. And it's a good line on her, talking about how the uh, they're going to have to dig. It's going to cost $600. And it's extortion. She's like, yeah, good, whatever. And like, so what did you do? It's like I slept with him and he knocked off 100 bucks. He's like, good call. Good job. <laughs> and she's like, whatever. But we have the Lucky Strike camp. Cigarettes play. <laughs> There's so many people smoking oh in this movie. So many, like just a pack of cigarettes is a, a play. It is so weird. But, of course, she has a boyfriend with a motorcycle. Like, if anything of dad did not want their girl to have in the 90s is a boyfriend with a motorcycle. Well, and Arnold will be like, that's not a motorcycle. <laughs> I'll show you a motorcycle. <laughs> well, he does. Ar- uh, Kevin, Ar- Kevin Arnold. Sorry. <laughs> Tom Arnold says the kids today are 10 years ahead of where they were when we were getting, like, I feel like that, too, now. And so they can't, it can't be true because kids would be, like, 90. But... <laughs> They're real sarcastic. <laughs> the security room at the agency is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh... I, I can't believe they didn't come back. Like, the x-ray room. Maybe, yeah. It, I, I wanted to know, like, more about the, the, the lady who was, like, the... Because it's almost like it would be funny... <laughs> Because they, like, say hi, Janice, or whatever, if she, if she, like, acts like she doesn't know them every single time because they have to identify themselves. Like, all that whole, all of the background there is a whole movie all itself. Oh, yeah. I wanted to see a fight Just the in agency. the x-ray machine. I thought that would have been cool. And, yeah, I want to know her. Like, she's got the gun under the desk. And, yeah. Yeah, the agency all its own would be hilarious because there's so much wildness happening there, which... This is like Men in Black happening. It is. It, it really does look like Men in Black, that hallway did. And then I just had like, how did I not know that Charlton Heston was in here with an <laughs> And anything they said and did from there, I was just like, I don't, I don't, I don't even know. Like, Charlton Heston is in the wrong movie. <laughs> I mean, he's not bad, but he's playing a character in a different movie. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he's like... In an episode of the Thunderbirds or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, like they have their strings, they're marionettes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we have uh, obviously like so much exposition, like nuclear terrorist plot. Like this guy, he's like the terrorist that got kicked out of the other terrorist because they thought he was a uh, square and like he was too into murdering people. Right. He like it went into his his room like it wrote that in a hit song alone in my principles. I and mean, then... I said like this is probably gonna be racist and we're probably just gonna go on with like these are bad people. <laughs> this is like I don't know. That... I mean, but quickly we realize that Juno Skinner, aka um, Tia Carrera, is somehow connected to all of this um, in terms of like money that's being spent because. Um, the money, the money that they're tracking in the in the one guy, we don't we don't know about that guy for until. Oh yeah, yeah, true. We haven't got there yet. We haven't got there. But they think there's nuclear bombs from Kazakhstan or whatever. Right, because this line item, all the stuff he normally pays to her falls under this line item. <laughs> it's some real forensic accounting. There's some real nerd shit going on that everybody, like you know, those guys are like, I found it, I dug it, and I found it. 
I do love they cut away to the day that Jamie Lee's having, and she's like, oh, it's not like he's saving the world or anything. She, I, like, she, I said, Jamie Lee Curtis, I just have JLC is throwing shade. <laughs> she's like, he's just a salesman. It's not like he's curing cancer. It's not like he's saving the world. It's like, whatever. I could just, if I can't fall asleep, I just tell him to tell me about my day, and I'm gone. I was like, damn. Woo-hoo. And I just, I can't believe, because when I started this, Apparently, the last movie I started, I skipped three pages before I started the movie and then wrote like 20 pages. And there was like three random blank pages in my notebook because that's a thing I do apparently now. And so I started writing on those and then realized, oh, this is <laughs> another you, you, movie. you have other notes in the middle. Yes. It's like, woo, 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 woo. like ninja skipped through that. Nobody will ever be the wiser. Were they some really like hot takes that you forgot to say because you didn't have those notes anymore? <laughs> <laughs> it might have been the funniest stuff ever uh, from our podcast. I don't uh, know. Just yeah, left it on the cutting room floor. Yeah. So you have anything before Arnold goes to visit uh, Juno? Uh, no, that's where we're at because I have that. I'm like, did dude, which is dude is the number seven guy, the, the third party uh, of their little their little spy team. It was name. I don't know. Like, did you just call Tia Carrera a biscuit? <laughs> I think he called her a biscuit. I don't know. I don't know. There. I do not like how many times the word bitch is said in this movie. I don't either. My biggest problem with it is when um, Tom Arnold says that he's like, you need to ditch the bitch. Right. Like in that first opening sequence. I don't care if Jamie Lee Curtis calls her a bitch. It's fine. And it seems like, you know, you're allowed to call someone that if you are one, you know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like if 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 she's holding a gun on you, can call her a bitch. I think that's fair. It's fine. But yeah, I don't like that. But Tia Carreras exporting like, cultural treasures. It's like I'm sorry, I didn't realize you were feeling that way. That's a very pejorative term. Like maybe we should like reconsider our conversation as I'm holding this gun on you. <laughs> <laughs> but like that hasn't aged well either. Basically, she's just stealing people's shit. Like ancient shit, but still. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She totally, in a rockin' skirt, long skirt suit. I mean, loving every second of that. She would, years later, go on to play Relic Hunter. It was oh, like really? The television, un- unlicensed like, television like Tomb Raider. Not Tomb Raider. Yes. <laughs> so. Okay, so this is totally off, but not. So I've been listening to a podcast called Ghosted with Roz Hernandez. It's on the Exactly Right Network. It's just, you know, fun, paranormal, ghosty, talking to celebrities. But he talked to a lady who is a self-proclaimed non-denominational exorcist. Ah. But she's also a writer and wrote the full, like, backstory treatment for Lara Croft Tomb Raider back in the day. (laughs) (laughs) Hot take. If Rotten Tomatoes is wrong, everyone's to get me on. I will defend Tomb Raider Cradle of Life. To my grave. <laughs> I have seen it exactly one time. It's got Gerard Butler in it. Uh, and I didn't even Gerard Butler. It was I went into it knowing that it was very poorly reviewed and I had a blast. And I could maybe watch it again and say it's garbage, but like that one viewing I had of it twenty two years ago or whatever, I just thought it was great. I didn't even really like the first one. But I, I just left the impression. Yes, it did. Yeah, so she's just stealing ancient ancient stuff. She's like, I've got connections, so everybody's everybody's mad because I I get the opportunity to steal things and bribe better than they can. Um so we kind of quickly okay, getting a getting a vibe. They're he's building some rapport with her. And then immediately, 
we've got somebody who's part of the restoration team seemingly like, can I speak with you? And then slap you across the face. That office, they're doing some blind lighting stuff. Like basic instinct. There's some blind lighting later on too at the very end of this movie that I noted. And that's exactly what I said. I was like, what? (laughs) This is like film noir times a thousand. Sorry, James Cameron or whoever your set director was or whatever. Like that shot didn't work. It didn't work. It didn't work. And he slapped her across the face two times. Who's this guy? What do we know? And then... These terrorist guys, they're right. He is a spy, but they go to a (laughs) hundred so fucking fast. Like they have no chill either. No. He goes to the embassy to get some information and blows everything up. And everybody's like, oh, oh, okay. Like somebody wants something. Something's going on. Um, Same thing. He comes quietly in. They could have quietly like tailed him. No. They detail him, make it obvious, in a station wagon like they're from National Lampoons. As they're driving home, and he's like, of course I'll, of course, I will be there at 8. Of course I will be there at 8. Like, For my birthday party. <laughs> of course you're not going to be there. This is like no. every episode of From like, the Flintstones on. Like if you... If you were a man and you promised this is a sitcom called That's Dad, <laughs> ding. Tom Arnold would star in it. <laughs> like, oh, that's Dad. <laughs> Uh, He's kind of useless and drinks a lot, but oh, that's dad. <laughs> this is getting dark. <laughs> it is dark. This is a, this is a pretty light movie. All set things said and done. So yeah, it's like um yeah, of course I'll be home. Oh, we're being tailed. Oh, let's pull over and see what happens. And I'm gonna get out, put my very Terminator two sunglasses on, very very much so, and smoke a cigarette and hold this pack of cigarettes so I can look at this camera in the same jacket that Michael Bean wore in the Terminator. Oh, really? I mean that that long gray overcoat. Uh-huh. That is exactly what Michael Bean wore in the Terminator. So Tom Hunter was gonna keep an eye on guy number three who stays in the car. He's also who gonna like- give piercing eyes that are like lit to shit with his cigarette (laughs) it's terrifying and of course arnold is smoking and is just coughing like crazy yeah he's like i'm not good at this which arnold was a smoker in real life at this time but cigars cigars i I think it's different yeah yeah you just chew on that shit (laughs) um he's also gonna call helen say "Ooh, sorry harry left something at work he's gonna be a little behind as he's just walking the streets and two guys with like so who he refers to as Beavis and Butthead. That's a real time. <laughs> and so we walk into some sort of mall or something. I don't know what it is exactly. Some public large place. Yeah, I said mall when I. <laughs> That's what it seemed like. It, it, it had a name like it's something park. I don't. I don't know. But basically, they're following him. They have like, I don't know guns, but they have automatic weapons, and it's like. What are they going to do? They're just going to, they don't know who this guy is. The whole point of this is to see who this guy is. And they're just going to maybe potentially kill some random guy in cold blood in a bathroom and just, just in case and like cause a big, a scene for people to have to try and figure out what's going on. Nobody does anything subtly in this movie. No, no subtle. Even at the end, Arnold like breaks like seven people's, there's like so many neck breaks in this movie. (laughs) He's like, snap, 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 snap. He's just like breaking necks left and right. And then he starts, like, throws a grenade into a fuel factory. <laughs> I mean, just, yeah, everything is very over the top, which is why it feels kind of like a parody. Like, they, they everything go loud is quick. so loud. Everybody does. But this movie stole a lot from James Bond, but Casino Royale, the new one, 
stole the entire bathroom shootout. Oh, really? Yeah, that's like the opening of the, the James Bond is this. Interesting. I mean, like the porcelain splatter is really good when it gets shot. It's cool. Look, the subway. Tile. Oh, yeah. You got a lot of good like Foley work. I mean, he's like smashing people with, with uh, hair, hand dryers and like the guy in the, ends up in the urinal and he flushes it. <laughs> Yeah, so basically, you know, he's in there waiting and guy comes in and to, to shoot him and he's shooting all the people and there's some poor little old man with his pants around his ankles in the stall, like just, you know, thankfully, in a different movie, he would have been a casualty. True, true. So, you know, this movie recognizes what it's trying to do. And he, he gets it. He gets a sorry <laughs> at the end. Harry is saying sorry constantly. Is constantly. Constantly. Like almost a catchphrase in this. <laughs> sorry 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 that's dad that's what i wrote like i'm not sure harry is a good spy he is not discreet no not at all he's just just so much damage in the wake i mean and they because they don't even know too like they don't know for sure that there are weapons so like why are we yes he's been shot at and he's he's killed these two dudes in self-defense he has Overkill. Overkill. But then other guy comes after him. We can't decide when they're running away from him or running after him. That's the one thing about this movie. Yes, I agree. Like, there's a lot of just, like, circular. And I really feel like kind of the coda of this movie. I mean, well, the actual coda of this movie was great. The kind of secondary location of terrorist activity. I'm not sure we needed it. Okay. But uh, we get to that. But also, we're probably running very long already. We are running very long. I also wrote, this is back before they counted bullets in movies. Because, I mean, I mean, I mean oh my gosh. Just, just, just insanity. Insanity. So, Tom, we do see, like, one person change a clip one time. One time. Um, Tarno Arnold loses guy number three. He goes after. How does he know where they are? There's no reason for him to know that they went into this place, that they went into the bathroom. I'm just thinking about that just right now. Sorry, I've got like 17 times in this. Like, we're going to have to just ignore some logic flaws. Yeah, they don't have a tracking device. Like, he just knows where they are. They're on the same wavelength, I guess. But so, so now we're chasing him instead of being chased by him. Yes. And Tom Arnold, he turns around and empties a clip at Tom Arnold. And he hides behind the skinniest little pole. But it's like an iron pole. So it's like, I guess it would like bullets. But then after he like gives himself a full pat down. It's like, like lasting pat is junk. Like, that was the funniest scene in the film. Him just like standing <laughs> behind the pole, just looking terrified. <laughs> he doesn't so believe it either. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're like, this is a mistake. <laughs> so funny. So he jumps a motorcycle. Of course, Arnold jumps a horse. (laughs) That's pretty cool. Everything in this movie is cool. A lot of it doesn't make any sense, but everything is cool. It's cool. So we've got, we're driving through streets, through the park, through another, a a kitchen, through a hotel, through all these things. Uh, Make it quick. My horse is getting tired. And Tom Arnold's like, wait, wait, what? Yeah, it cut cut him off at the pass, basically. Like... (laughs) rally the troops um, and i think this this hotel i don't know if all the interiors are but i think the main street scene is our hotel from uh cruel intentions like we oh. go, like they're going up the steps in the chase okay i think that's why we picked this movie 
Okay. Yes. That's, that's what the outside looks like. Now we we know what the what the health club down in the basement looks like, and we know what that looks like. Which that is here, right? No, it's in L.A. There is some. The exterior of the house is here. I think. The exterior of what house? Oh, well, maybe the the, the aunt's house. The exterior of the aunt's house in Cruel Intentions is a mansion here. Really? I believe so. Yes. Someone I was talking about it the other day, and someone said something about it and like brought it up. So look it up. I think it's not. I think I looked it up. I think it's like in upstate New York. I don't know. They okay. seem to think it's here, but anyway. Um, so basically, we get to a rooftop. Well, we we have we have a fancy elevator race scene. Like the two ele- the elevators on the outside. You know, you can see each other. It's like the tension, like like the motorcycle in the one elevator and, and the, the horse in, the in other another elevator. Ele- it definitely is exceeding expectations. So if you've ever worried about getting into an elevator, you're fine. Yeah, like those weight limits are arbitrary. You're fine. Although Absolutely. the last time we got in one in a parking garage, it felt like maybe somebody had gotten in it. It exceeded the weight limits maybe three hours before it we was did. a little it was struggling it was a little loosey-goosey <laughs> um so we get to the rooftop you know we have a hostage who's left fairly unscathed he's like stay here she's like i'm with the fuck out of here I, <laughs> he's in the with the, with the uh, old couple and he's like that's a magnificent animal <laughs> and she's like you need to say something i cannot stand for this and she is slapped in the face with the horse's tail um I want to see that hostage. Like all the deputies like stay here. And she's like, fuck you. <laughs> we get to the top. And he's like driving around. He's like doing the math, like with his, with the, his Kawasaki. And I was like, this looks a really dangerous rooftop. And there, I guess there is glass. So it is really hard to see. So as soon as Arnold hits the deck with the horse, dude revs it. Goes off the he edge. He's revving it when he's coming backwards out of the elevator. Like, I know, like, if you drive a motorcycle and you just, like, randomly rev your engine, it might have felt cool one or tw- once or twice, but now it's just kind of douchey. But he's going backwards out of an elevator and revving his engine. Well, you know, you got to be ready for anything. Right, right. So he takes off. He goes off the edge of the building and into the pool across the... You know, below, down and below of the rooftop of the other building. Yeah, we're just going to have to assume that the physics on that work out. Sure. And so Arnold gets Arnold's the horse. Like, oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> it's just like a slow-mo hero shot. And then the horse comes to a screeching halt. Of course, he goes ass over tea kettle over the top and over the edge. He still has the bridle holding on. And he's like, good horsey, like pulling him back over hedge. And he gives the horse a hard time. I'm like, no, you should be apologizing to that horse. <laughs> he's like, you're an officer of the law. What were you thinking? It's like, no, what were you thinking? I'm an animal, asshole. <laughs> you can't just <laughs> treat me like some ATV and fly me off of a building. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, officer Buttercup. <laughs> But he's like crawling over broken glass. Uh huh. And then just goes home, like no cuts, no scrapes. No. At some point, he has come home with. He's got a little cuts and scrapes. Little t- His shirt is ripped. She doesn't even notice because he comes home and she's falling asleep. Like Jamie Lee Curtis is falling asleep at the table with his birthday cake. He's like, thanks for my party. 
<laughs> and she does la- so many really terrible Arnold impressions. And she does laugh. She's like, you know, oh yeah, it was a blast. I mean, it's been 30 years since people, just like every comedian everywhere was doing terrible Arnold impressions. So we're just bringing it back, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm pretty sure his shirt is ripped. She doesn't see. And she does pat his hand and he does wins. That's true. That's true. Um, and she like keeps patting it and he's like. Arr. I don't remember him getting hurting his hand specifically, though. But I would imagine crawling over glass probably didn't feel good. Probably not. Probably not. So we have, they, you know, are going through and like, who has the most intense eyes? Who has the most intense eyes? And it's like, oh, it's this guy. We've, so we find out who Aziz is. Mm-hmm. Aziz is in the building. <laughs> mur, mur, mur. <laughs> oh, I, I can't think of it. Do I, I can't think of a single Aziz thing to say. Murder. It's <laughs> like. He's like, I, I just immediately think of Chick, who's from um, New Girl, who does, who does him. As, 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 yes, Nadine so, Petred, maybe. Yeah, she's so. She does Aziz so well. <laughs> good. She's like, I like this sweater. I like all. I, I can't do it. <laughs> I, guess like, I don't like this one. Just kidding. It's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> they call him the sand spider. Like, why? He's like. Probably because it's yeah <laughs> scary. scary. Yeah, that's what I got. Oh, but I also have that in most intense eyes, and I have like enhance, 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 <laughs> <laughs> and shave his beard off. <laughs> little like etch a sketch, like <laughs> oh no, the, the little uh, magnetic with the iron filings. <laughs> yes, they're like Cracker Barrel. They're like, have yeah. you seen this man? <laughs> I gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) She got me, folks. She got me. Have you seen this man with a cracker barrel thing? (laughs) I have no idea how much of that. <laughs> now I can't see my notes. It was not that. It, it was a good joke. It was good. It wasn't. The response was was uh, was. Don't undercut my joke. <laughs> You're like so crying. It was a good joke. It really was. <laughs> it just. It had all the important pieces. Like it burned a little. Like. <laughs> It was a pretty, it was a good one. <laughs> oh, so the next day, let's drop by work unannounced. That always goes well. Yeah, totally. So he walks in. Nobody notices him. This big lumbering guy <laughs> in a set of cubicles. But she does have a sassy friend who's like, ooh, you got to call from your mystery man again. And she's like, ooh, Simon. He's like, he's standing. He's standing where everyone can see him. And he's just like listening. It's like. Taking the call from Simon. Yes, I you know I can go. I can meet you absolutely right away. And he just turns his back, and no one notices him. Like I'm sorry. He what? has a distinctive back. He's a distinctive everything. <laughs> yeah, we don't even want to get into his eye and teeth acting in this movie. <laughs> oh my gosh! But so like the he, amount of times it shows him like in slow mo, like screaming something. He's so sad. He's just like walking out into traffic. Into traffic, just like his head down, just like clomp, clomp. And Tom Arnold's like, 
hey, buddy, what's going on? You know, I've just saved you from being hit by a bus. Was that what's happening? He's like, Helen, Helen. I'm like, Ellen, Ellen, <laughs> Ellen, Ellen. He's like, Helen, okay. I'm guessing it's something about he's Helen. Helen. Yeah, he's like, I think she's having an affair. He's, he's like, like, this is great. It's like, a- welcome to the club. <laughs> like the first time is always the hardest. It's like, nobody sees it coming. You're right. It's crazy. But, you know, it happens, like, man. I came home with my second wife, like her boyfriend, they'd move up. <laughs> he says... What kind of a sick bee takes the ice cube trays out of the freezer? <laughs> I don't know. From some reason, I remember in tabloids that Roseanne had taken the ice cube tray. Really? Yes. Oh, man. That was a specific burn. A very specific burn. Got it. <laughs> All right. All right. And then he just says, Helen's a flesh and blood woman and you're never there. What do you expect? Yeah. He's got a real like... He recognizes that his relationships are not going to work and he kind of knows what to expect from them. He keeps getting into them, but, (laughs) you know, yeah, dude. And so, of course, he's trying to catch her in her web of lies now. And she's telling a story about a copy machine and whatever. And I know. It's like, this is exactly one of his stories. Exactly. It's a boring story about technology. Like, the disc wasn't formatted. Like, oh, my God. (laughs) How can... Tell me that this is outdated in a sentence or less. Yes. I, even the modem noises isn't as outdated <laughs> as this. The disc for the printer upstairs was in formatted. Right. So it's 1820 or thereabouts. And I had a disc. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. So let's wiretap her phone. That's a reasonable response. Yeah. He's like to 100 as well. He's like, we're going to call all the troops because... This is exactly what needs to happen. We need to wiretap our phones. He's like, we cannot do that. We absolutely cannot do that. He's like, we do this all the time. Like, fine, fine. And and so we get some transcripts and Simon saying, I have to see you. I have to do like meet me here. And so he's like, oh, I thought I'd come back by for lunch tomorrow. She's like, no, I'm showing shopping. And she's wearing like, she we're not in the athleisure phase of of our working out in the 90s she's in a sweat sweat suit <laughs> on her not peloton yes and he's like all right and so they they put a transmitter in her purse well he, like they steal her purse like tom arnold is standing out in the rain he's in everything's fine he's like i hate this like and poor little Gizmo. Gizmo doesn't want to go out in the rain. Oh no! Because then Arnold goes out in the rain. And he's just pulling Gizmo. It's so sad. But then we find out. Welcome to the podcast, Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton is Bill Paxton, James Cameron, and Arnold Schwarzenegger back together again. Is so perfect in this movie. <laughs> and he's Swagger Jack and Arnold. He really is. That's his big thing. Is he's like he's he's exactly he is, uh, Helen's. Like, her role-play fantasy is this badass super spy <laughs> to get away from her boring-ass husband. And, yeah, he's like, wait a minute. But so, yeah, so they they following and listening, and they're like, wait a minute. Like, who's this guy working for? They're like, wait, no. He's a complete... Like, first, they're like, he, he's a spook. Like, he, like we got to figure this out. Like, oh, no, he's like a total fraud. And Tamara's <laughs> like, that's hilarious. Spells, I'm starting to like this guy. Yeah, he's he's like, like, he's like, like, of course we're going to have to kill him. Like, he's like, of course. Obviously. He's like, you know, he's like, but if this is happening to anybody else, you would think this is hilarious. <laughs> he cracks the binoculars in his hand when he says that. But yeah, he's a used car salesman. He's driving a fancy car. Because, you know. <laughs> so he's like, this would be hilarious if it was some idiot and not just you. Right. You. Exactly. <laughs> 
it's like, okay, so what do we got here? So he goes to check out this car. Um, Pretty hot car. It is a very hot car. Yeah. Old Corvette, I think. Uh, oh, yeah, because he says the vet gets him wet, is what he says. This was the scene that I thought there was a chance that mom might get up and we might be leaving. Mm, the, all the, I, could, all the, I could see that. I know what you're, it's not just the car, it's pussy, right? Yeah, the word pussy is pretty aggressive. <laughs> and then he's like, well, what's what's your angle? He's like, man, I can't give you my trade secrets. And he's immediately spilling it, eating the sandwich. All of it, all of it. And I said, did Brad Pitt take from this guy a little bit when he was deciding how to play Rusty in the Oceans movies. He's just like in this kind of gaudy, gaudy suit. He's eating and talking while he's eating with his mouth full constantly. Maybe there is something to that. But he just says that if their husbands took care of business, I'd be out of business. It's true. It doesn't sound like he's in like the best. He's not like. He's not doing as good as he's letting on. No, not at all. It worked twice, and <laughs> uh, he also says that she could suck start a leaf blower. I'm just like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm having anxiety about it still. Like, Am I going to make it? That's 30 years ago, and I'm still afraid that my mom's going to take us out of the movie. <laughs> my mom's been gone for years, and I'm still scared that she's going to make me stop watching this movie. Oh my gosh! But he—that's my childhood, guys. <laughs> this is the whole, the whole origin. Um, but he recognizes he's like, he's like, you know, he's talking about her, like her tits and a all pair his... of titties that makes you want to stand up and beg. <laughs> but all that she is not wearing anything that really shows any of that off. She's wearing giant glasses. Like her hair is, you know, just total mo- '90s mom. So yeah, like he recognizes. That there's something there. And Arnold, I mean, Arnold, I guess, knows, but he's totally, he's not taking advantage of what he's got, basically. So we've got Arnold is driving the van and reading wiretaps. <laughs> that is poor planning, sir. Yes. And I he's just, like, there's a page missing. Tell me what it is. <laughs> and he's just breaking glass everywhere. Yes. He's like breaking windows. He's like shattering his uh, his binoculars. He's just... He is just temper tantruming it all over the place. But when Helen breaks some glass, she... Yeah. It's a pretty hot scene. <laughs> so they're following... You know, they're giving me a meetup. He's like, I need you. I need your help. Like, I'm going to pick you up under the bridge. I'm like, that's great. And he's picking him up in the cool car. Like, why don't you put your head down so no one can see you until we're out of the city? Yeah, like, why don't you put it close to my dick? Like, <laughs> and everybody else. Everybody, like. He co- they call out the helicopters. Condor like, is the helicopter. They, like, call out, like, people off of other surveillance. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, man, she's got his head in her lap now. Like The, the Condor, the guy's like, definitely has the head right in the guy's lap. Yahoo. <laughs> So pan, like so deadpan. It's great. <laughs> like my place in the city's too hot right now. So is the penthouse in New York. Like so we have to pull up to this super classy camper. Yeah. But he's got plane tickets. He does have plane tickets. I don't know if they're real plane tickets. His briefcase, when we see it later, oh yeah, seemed pretty. Like if you're gonna pull that stunt, that briefcase was well curated. I mean. Very. There's all sorts of money and passports, and and that's like thinking someone is going to. If he does it in the same way, is going to pick that lock and find all that stuff. Yeah, that was 
like well played. So like work the rest of your play as good as that briefcase. And yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then they're drinking wine. It is like a weird color. It is almost like tang colored. Yeah, I mean. it is not red wine. It is not white wine. It is not rosé. I do not know what it is. I do not like it. <laughs> but man, buying a plane ticket for someone else, you could do that in 1984. You could, yeah. You could just buy a plane ticket and hand it to someone and they can get on the plane. Yeah. As long as like they say that nobody has packed my bag or asked, nobody unknown to me has asked somebody to carry something on. And you go through the metal detector, and you're on the plane. I don't even think they asked that. I don't think they asked that then. They didn't in the 90s? I don't think so. I thought they did after the Lockerbie bombing. I don't know. Maybe okay. they did. But you could buy a ticket and then, like, transfer it. I mean, cra- so crazy it's to think crazy about. talk. I used to go visit my friends at the airport where they worked there. <laughs> yeah, you could go to the terminal, just hang out. It was cool. Um. So, yeah, like, she kind of sees that. Like, she doesn't really see that it has her name on it. It just says Paris. Right. I mean, I guess he could have had them printed up. Who knows? I mean, he has, like, all this fake money and fake passport that he's printed up. I guess it'd be easy to do. But, I mean, that would be something you could do at that time, which is just crazy to think about. Yeah. You have to put your, like, scan your passport in on the internet just to buy a ticket now, it seems like. Basically, yeah. Um. Oh, and he's like, yeah, I want you to go to Paris, be like, be my op wife. Because, you know, she's like, are you on a mission? He's like, it's called a covert operation. <laughs> he's like, they're looking for a single guy. Yeah, like, he'd be, he'd be saving my life if we go. They wouldn't even be looking for me. And his bangs are so gross. <laughs> his mustache is amazing in this movie. It's wild. Oh, man. Bill Paxton, gone too soon. For sure. But so then we have everything going on out in the parking lot. I did listen to a podcast where somebody was like saying that you shouldn't be allowed to buy a ski mask anywhere where there's not skis. That I agreed. Agreed. They, I mean, there are some sort of agency. They probably just have them in the supply closet. I guess so. But also to you, like he says things like, you know, oh, you know, you, you, you want to make sure like, let's get natural. Let's get comfortable. Let's like get kissing and let me touch you so that you can just slip into the role because, you know, you don't want to like flinch, you know, people will be like, oh, that's not real. Like we got to make sure you're comfortable. She's like, um, no, I'm not liking this. And so she's pushing him away. Like she's, and of course, like everything that ensues makes it look like that wasn't what was happening. Right. But they like rip the side off his trailer <laughs> and pull them out and throw him in advance. Like and flash, flashbang. <laughs> and of course she is just kneeing <laughs> Tom Arnold in the balls and fighting and kicking. Yeah. She doesn't know what's happening. She doesn't know like, you know, but she is physically... Physically, she is really good on her toes. She is kicking ass, yeah. And okay, somebody like butts the rifle to the back of her neck, and, <laughs> and Arnold punches him. Yeah, it's like no, 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 that's not, that's not what we're doing. We're that's not what we're doing. And of course, Bill Pax the whole time is like, take her, take her. Yeah, he's a real asshole. So we were there. She's an interrogation. Like some big interrogation room. Did you know there's a really cool lens flare? There's a big light up in the corner, mm-hmm. and it's huge lens flare and she like walks in front of the light and blocks it out completely and then goes it, it's just a really cool shot i don't think i noticed it but so the line of questioning here is 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 not not just not appropriate it is like so wild like first of all they're like you know oh he's this guy that was saying like he's a terrorist and you know how long have you been working with him and so putting that fear in her but then they're like did you sleep with him and tom tim arnold or tom arnold is just like do you still love your husband like 
Oh, but sex with him isn't waving your flag anymore. He's not, he's not ringing your bell. <laughs> it's just every chance he can get to throw that in there. Yeah, it's and like where was this in relation to the Lewinsky Clinton thing? Because they said like, did you or did you not have sexual relations with that person? I don't know. This is ninety four. Yeah, you said yeah. so. I don't know, like filming wise, how that all worked out. This, I mean, this probably was before that. I I feel like that was his second term presidency the beginning of it which was like 96 maybe i don't know i don't really know but basically you know it's like how far did this go harry wants to know like did she have sex with him no and then also like do you still love your husband like that would be so weird <laughs> like, what is happening right now um but basically like so we don't charge you you're gonna have to either work for us or you're going to go to prison. She's like, duh. Because she goes through this whole thing of like, he's like, well, you know, Before why did that- you? It's like, I just wanted, I wanted to feel something. I wanted to do something. I wanted to like go wild and like, you know, feel like I'm important, feel like special, feel like someone trusts me. And then she goes full on Halloween, Jamie Lee. She is screaming and throwing stuff and smashing the window. Like she's breaking glass too. Yeah. I mean, she's. She's not to be fucked with. <laughs> to this day. Yes, absolutely. And so we get the bore like we'll be Boris and you'll be Natasha Doris. <laughs> You're like, okay. I love that line. <laughs> I would say that's top hundred lines in film history. I mean Boris and Doris. Because <laughs> everybody in the theater was thinking Natasha. Of course. Of course. And it's like, nope. Nope, nope. Um, so then we, she's like, "Of course I will." And then we, he's like, "You'll, well, we will, we will let you know when we need you." Um, and so we got Bill Paxton at the dam. At the dam, exactly. And it's like, you know, he's totally like, "I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not a terrorist." And he's like, "Don't kill me. Like I haven't seen your face." And they rip off the mask. And it's like, <laughs> like oh, I didn't see. He's it. like, "It's you. Do you still have the car?" It's like still, <laughs> still a car salesman to the end. And they're like, you asshole, like, you know, get out of here, like shoots at his feet, like, you know, they jump in the van to like leave him. He pees himself, which is kind of a through line of how, what a, you know, how terrified he is and how like not a badass he is. But so we go back, I guess they're eating breakfast because they're pouring coffee out of a coffee pot that's just like on the table. I've never seen that the coffee pot stays in the coffee machine, so it stays warm. So it stays warm. Yeah, I have I, no agreed. idea what's even happening right now. I don't but know. It's like they're dressed well. Like I just like this is dinner, but they're drinking coffee. I don't. I don't know what's happening. I don't know. But she's all shaky. He's like, I guess last night was exciting for you, and she's like, what my flat tire. <laughs> like Eliza Dushku, she's wearing the ninety forest overalls ever, and throwing <laughs> food up and catching. I I have never been able to throw food up and catch it in my mouth. I tried like one time with an M M&M, and M, and just like. The sound of it hitting my front tooth taunts me to this <laughs> it's like day. It makes you want to throw up a little in your mouth. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, understood. I hate teeth stuff. Um, so we get a phone call. She goes and answer is it? And like Doris, we have. A, she's like, okay, uh, we need you to go. We got a suspected arms dealer. You need to go. You need to be a prostitute named Michelle. And there will be an envelope for you at the front desk. Ah, oh, that's so cool. Like dress sexy. And she's like, what do I have? And he's like, no, he just likes to watch. And she's like, uh, you need to plant this, you know, listening, this bug. Or if, and if you don't do it, like deals off. So she goes 
And I guess what she thinks is sexy. <laughs> we do have a shot of Jean-Claude. The actor who's playing Jean-Claude is Jean-Claude. Smoking in the recording booth. <laughs> recording. Where, like, what does he think he's recording? I have no idea. Because it didn't even occur to me until this viewing, and I've seen that part a couple of times, that it was that guy. Because he, he was saying those things. I was like, wait a minute. What is this guy thinking? <laughs> Everybody at the agency is in on it. Like, Charlton Heston's going to walk in, and, like, the entire agency has stopped what they're doing. They've stopped fighting terrorism. Just, like, get this guy's wife a crazy thrill. <laughs> and, like, what the hell is happening? Right, because now it's like, okay, we figured out she's fine, but it's like, she wants an adventure? I'll give her an adventure. So she goes to the hotel. She gets her her key card and whatever she's supposed to, oh, that's when she calls and gets like more details and like who what her her role is and so she walks up and she looks herself in the mirror because she's got she did a black dress but it's got like chiffon high neck ruffles like sleeves with ruffles ruffles on the edge and so she starts ripping it off like i, said, I don't think dresses work like that i mean what you, you said, like, give me some car keys. Yeah, like, you probably would, if pull out your car keys to, to split up some seams. But also, she's probably had that dress for a while. It, it might be kind of dry rotted. It might. <laughs> I don't imagine she buys what she considered sexy black dresses very often. Good point. Good point. So, in, once all that ruffle shit is off, it's a really fucking hot, it sexy is. black yes, dress. It is. She slicks her hair back from water from the vase in the hallway. Um, changes her ring and puts on some red lipstick and goes inside. Yeah, I did not realize I had a fantasy about this until much later, but <laughs> I do. <laughs> what can I say? So she walks into the room and there's an Arnold Schwarzenegger-shaped man <laughs> sitting in a chair, sort of basically slightly in the shadow, four feet away from where she's standing. Right. Like, I'm sorry. You wouldn't. I mean, yes, this is a high stress situation, high stakes. You're not looking for your husband. But like, wouldn't you be like, there's not even like a moment where she goes like, huh? And like tilts her head a little bit. Like, I recognize that form (laughs) sitting in a chair. (laughs) He's like, have some champagne. She's like, chug, chug. Absolutely. And then. I was sitting three seats down from my mother. Watch. <laughs> when this moment happened. Uh, yes, 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 He's yes. He's like, you know, take off your dress and, you know, dance. And she starts to do like a <laughs> like, you know, 70s. He's like, no, like, dan- you know, dance and like let your hands be your lover's hands. So like touch yourself kind of. And I was like, what was that movie, that workout movie she was in? With John Travolta. I feel like there's some real similar moves here, oh. at least at first. <laughs> I don't know. I think they did it on How Did This Get Made. But, like, she's all of a sudden, she's getting into it. Mm-hmm. She does the one stripper move that I know because we watched it on How to Build a Sex Room, <laughs> where you, like, drop everything and then, like, ass up but keep your uh, head down and the head's the last thing to rise. <laughs> and Arnold's like, what, Whoa, what the? You're like, what is happening? Like, this is not what I expected to happen. Like, this is my wife. Like, it's hot. He like dropping his recorder. She like also like falls down. Did you notice his reaction in that shot when she falls? Yes. Uh. Uh-uh. They. She accidentally fell in rehearsals, and they were like, "You need to do that." 
and he did not know that she was going to do it. So that's his genuine re- uh, reaction to her falling. Like, he almost ruined the take. Because he's like concerned. He like yeah, he like almost gets <laughs> out of the chair. <laughs> it's so funny. Like it's such good physical comedy. Of course, because she's put like the the bug or whatever in her bra. I said more stuff in tits. I mean, there's like there's stuff everywhere. But then she realizes she drops it, and so she's like trying to like you know sexy like pick it up and like put it in her mouth. Surprised she didn't accidentally choke on it. <laughs> that would have been perfect, honestly. Um. You know, and then he says... She licks the, the post of the like, bed. Ew. Like, Ew, I don't know about that, girl. Hotel rooms. Yeah. No. Don't lick anything in a hotel no. room. And then he's like... It, unless you brought it with you. Fine. Okay. <laughs> um, And he's like, go lay down on the bed. And she's like, oh, I thought you just like to watch. And he like rewinds it and plays it again. And he... He grabs a rose and it's like, he's like kind of doing some like rose play. And I'm like, this would be, and the music changes Mm -hmm. to like 90s romantic, like movie music. Like, you know, this is finally the moment where we decide we love each other from like, you know, when Harry met Sally or whatever. She's still sort of being assaulted right now. I don't know. It's like, this would be romantic if it was not one-sided. She thinks that she's going to be assaulted here. This is not sexy at all. And I don't know what he thinks, how this is going to turn and become sexy. Um, and, but then he kisses her and she brains him with the telephone. I had completely forgotten had about to. that. It's so good. I mean, she knows how to Because she brains him twice with it. And then she's like coming back and like kicks him twice. Kicks him. Really like, oh, I still need to plant this bug and still does it. Her dress is not zipped up. And, you know, he's like calling out to her and she's like, wait, what? And like realizes it's him. And then we are being raided by terrorists. The doors get kicked in immediately. And she thinks he's like, they're after, you know, they're here for me. And she's like, no, you're, you don't know what you're talking about. They're here <laughs> for me. Leave him alone. He has nothing to do with this. And like, like oh, no, babe. Like, Harry, just let me handle this. <laughs> like, let me handle this. I mean, physically, she can handle herself. But she does not know how to read a room or not stop talking. <laughs> so we're on the runway, and we have a straight-up hobbit slash dwarf terrorist, like the guy that's the Tia Carrere's driver. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Am I wrong? No, no, he totally is. Yeah, he is. He just has a round, hairy head, and he's adorable. I just want to squeeze him. But then he gets shot later. I know. But yeah, she's like, she's like, tell her, tell her we're married. This is not a thing. Like. You know, we're we're absolutely not like this is not a thing. Like, where did I get this necklace with our faces in it? Like <laughs> all of this stuff. It's like, stop talking. <laughs> you're a terrible spy. If you think that they're coming for you because you're a spy, you need to shut the fuck up. So I don't have anything before we get to the island and we pull the nukes out. We got the nukes. Smuggling them in really old, what, uh, Darius the first, fifth century BCE statues. And she's like, pity. Absolutely priceless. Pity. Just make me like her less. I mean, <laughs> she's yeah. really, the character is not very likable. But she does run up as they're pulling the nuke out. She was, and she grabs her purse and moves it out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't get scratched up by the nuke. And so he's like showing the nuke. He's like starting to give his manifesto. And the guy is recording him on the camcorder. And we're getting a low battery signal. So I was like, this guy is so afraid to tell him <laughs> that the battery is dying. That's... Keeps recording, and then finally, finally, he's like, "The battery's dead." He's like, 
I, I thought he was just going to shoot him. <laughs> He's like, go get another one. He's like, okay. I think I know where more are. He's like, fine. I don't care. Just go get him. When they first pull it up, like, do you know what this is? Like, it's an espresso machine, oh, which right. is a joke recycled in uh, Big Trouble, I think it's called. With Tim Allen okay. and Zoe Deschanel and Johnny Knoxville and Tom Sizemore. And that's kind of the joke at the end of the movie is the airport security is not paying any attention. And they sneak a bunch of guns and a nuclear bomb through airport security. And it was supposed to come out the week of September 11th. So, yeah, not as funny. As... Not so much. Yeah, it's like, ooh, a gumball machine or whatever. Basically, he's playing dumb. But it's like, you're going to tell the world what this is. And that I have everything I need to detonate it. You know what, though? I'm calling some logic flaws on their plan. Because I think when they blow up a small island, it'll be proof enough that they have what they need to set the bomb off. Yeah. And if they hadn't brought him, their plan probably would have worked. Probably. That's true. Just just don't piss off Arnold and you're probably it's going to work. But basically it serves to to show jamie lee that like oh he knows exactly what the specs are on this bomb what it can do the load and it's like who are you i don't know you and like i'm you know how long you've been a spy for 17 years and it's like she's pissed and she punches him in the face and not to play devil's advocate here but would have pulling all american troops out of the persian gulf in 1994 and just kind of leaving it alone really have been that bad of an idea i honestly like with his thing you know like you've killed our women and our children and when i was like i'm not sure this guy is doesn't have an okay idea like what the way I everyone's mean, to go into 100 and that's the problem with this movie everyone goes to 100 right. but he doesn't have a wrong idea about maybe people should just let leave well enough alone like getting iraq out of kuwait probably a good thing good things were accomplished but this is not the way to do it and I said, so now we have, we know that they're being tracked. It's like, so basically just if you think your wife's having an affair, putting a tracker on her and bugging her phone's a good idea? <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, it, it works for Stephanie Plum and Ranger. <laughs> oh, so we have one of my favorite scenes in film history, the truth serum. Uh-huh. How do you know it's going to work? Or how do you know it's working? It's like, ask me something I would, you know, I'd lie about. Are we going to die? It's like, Yep. <laughs> He's got some great delivery in this scene. Wh- who is the creepy dude who's like the... Who is he? I the know. torture dentist guy? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. He's somebody else. Is he? Yeah, for sure. I recognize that face. Yes. He probably plays... Or is it just like a zombie or a puppet or something? <laughs> I, I don't know. He He's like. real close to it. But yeah, then... He- but they've only been married for 15 years? How old are they at this point? I don't know. I just look at them and I see grown ass adults. Wait, I mean, we've been married ass- for longer than they have, and I still feel like a child. <laughs> you see grown ass adults because, like, they have boring seeming whatever, and they have a fourteen year old daughter. I guess. I guess. Which means, like, they they were getting it <laughs> at least early on. And and she says, "Have you ever killed anyone?" He's like, "Yeah, but they were all bad." <laughs> And then, like, the interrogator's like, is there anything you want to tell me? He's like, yeah, I'm going to uh, kill you. He's like, how are you going to do that? He's like, oh, well, I'm going to use you as a human shield. I'm going to throw that tool at that uh, that guard over there. And then I don't really know how I'm going to kill you. Maybe break your neck. I'm still deciding. 
He's like, well, how are you going to do that? He's like, you know my handcuffs? Da-da-da! And he does exactly what he says he was going to do. Which is a trope in other movies, I know, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, although, like, I'm going to tell you exactly what I'm going to do. And then he meat hooks someone, which I'm just like, mm, meat hooks just get me. Like, <laughs> I can't, can't, no. But he's still going, he's still going quiet. He's still going quiet. Uh-huh. And then Helen, she's losing the heels. It's mm-hmm. like, we're getting into it. We're getting into it. And it's just like, snap, 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 snap an egg, left and right, snap a neck, snap a neck. And then throws a grenade into the fuel. <laughs> also, since this be an island off Key West, I thought there'd be a lot more like people like Margaritaville and pies and cats and Ernest Hemingway. And <laughs> See, does, this... Do you want there to be any six-toed cats on this island? No, like this island looks like a nuclear wasteland. There's like burned out trucks and I, I don't know where this is, but... We see the terrorists celebrating, and they're, like, shooting up in the air. Has that ever been a great idea? No, because if they hadn't been doing that, they would have heard the other gunfire and known that he'd escaped. But I think later on they're shooting, and they're, like, in the warehouse. I know that that roof is not going to need to... It's it's about to get nuclear bombed, but still, like, I'm not shooting the roof of the building I'm standing in. No, it doesn't make any sense, but they're all about it. They're celebrating, and that's exactly what I have. Like, if they weren't so worried about (laughs) wasting ammo... And celebrating that maybe they would have known all of this was happening. And then, oh, and I said, there's something about burying things in concrete that creeps me the fuck out, Ever too. Ever since Dick Tracy. Yes, it's exactly, exactly it. I'm like, I can't, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. <laughs> and then, so yeah, he lowers himself down on a rope. I was like, that takes so much ab control. <laughs> For him to like snap someone's neck and then like slowly lower them down to the ground. Yeah. Someone is... Someone up on that winch for the the the, the stunt coordination is like nah. their ab control <laughs> is like they're like well, I know how long we're gonna be doing this how many times we're gonna do this I have to hold Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> they've got an electric winch Ugh, no no nope. no they got some guy some guys up there some intern yeah he's like I'm just like clenching now. <laughs> So a, a huge shootout. I didn't write a lot of notes because it was just a huge shootout. You know, um, Helen gets an Uzi. She's an Uzi. And he says, shoot. She shoots like for a second and then like, Wah! like it's all in slow-mo. And like her physical comedy here is so good. She's just screaming. And it just, she drops it and it hits every single step and shoots everyone. And she's like, that last step when it's shot it like hits one more shot it's like and then it falls over and she's like and he like walks over and just like what the look on his face and she like just like shrugs her shoulders like thumbs up so we have more gunfire more gunfire Arnold is his gun doesn't shoot far enough so he Takes a gas can and does a flamethrower out of it. But he's pretty much left bazookas. her on her own now. Yeah. Like, he's left her to her own devices. Like, she has, in hand-to-hand combat, close quarters, she does pretty well. Kind of proves she's not that great with a gun. <laughs> but... But you know, there's a flamethrower and a missile launcher. Like, we, we've of got course. an Arnold movie, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And so they... What, he blows up just about everybody, but they take Helen hostage. Yeah, like he, they think he blew him up and he jumps into the water and there's like all the fire on the water and he's swimming. So she thinks he's dead um, and she's kind of hiding out and Tina Carrera comes over and, and, you know, pokes her with the gun 
And she's like, ooh, sorry about the widow. And she like fucking slaps her across the face with her diamond turned inward and cuts her. She's like, bitch. That's a bitch. That's fine. I don't care about that. It's fine with that. And then she's like mean mugging. And like Jamie Lee Curtis has so many faces in this movie. So we've got, we're going down the Keys Highway, whatever that's called. That, that's on my bucket list. I think it's like Highway 1. Maybe. I think maybe. so. It's on my bucket list. Yeah. And Aziz is going up in the helicopter and he is straddling the nuclear bomb. <laughs> That cannot be good for your genetic material. I mean, but he's probably giving it some um, uh, strange love. <laughs> is it, like I sure there's a little bit of that. If we'd had a, a cowboy hat, yeah, yeah, we're doing a little bit of that. But he, they call it the. I mean, uh, now due, due to all these hijinks, we're in a situation where yes, we needed to call out the bombers. We needed to call out the helicopters. Um, they're all coming in. The helicopters land. They grab him. He's the only one on you know the island left. And Tom Arnold's like, "You're welcome." <laughs> he was like, "Looks like your work." <laughs> yeah, he like this looks familiar. <laughs> um, so they get going. They're they're gonna blow. You know, they're shooting at the the vans. There, and he's like, "It's not gonna set off the 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 bomb, is it?" And he's like, "Nope, affirmative." And he's like, <laughs> "I mean, this is the first time I'd ever seen a Harrier jet." I, I don't know. I don't know the names of jets. The the vertical takeoff and landing jets. Like, got it. I think they spent like four thousand dollars an hour renting those things from the uh, from the navy, and so you could tell that there's a f- very few shots of their actually Harrier jets, and most of the rest of them are probably just a crane somewhere. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, I mean, the the end when he's in the jet looks like a ride at Universal. <laughs> <laughs> But the Harriers shoot up the bridge. They blow up a couple of the trucks. The uh, the truck that like just barely stops. That's the dude. The camcorder dude is the driver. Really? <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> They're just like oh, everybody be cool. And be then cool. the we got a giant situation going on here. And then a giant albatross like lands on it. It's like eh, no. And it falls. And it just immediately it explodes when it hits the ground. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it it falls what ten feet maybe and barely. explodes. Uh, in Fast and Furious world, that car's fine. I mean, it's all what you need it to do. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then we've got a girl fight in the limo. Which had to have been so fun to do. Uh. <laughs> they are just going at it. like, And, of course, she winds up shooting the driver. And we've got the, as like, we have a real speed moment of, like, the road. The road's not finished. <laughs> I can't hear what you're saying. It's like. Oh, no, the road's not finished. Like, go between them? Are you insane? <laughs> Doing this thing practically, though, that they would never in a thousand years do this stunt practically anymore. That It would be all CGI. Oh, yeah. this Yeah, this stunt is insane. After she beats the crap out of Tina Carrera, Arnold's hanging down, like, trying to grab like grab my hand try to pull her out of the limo before the 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 it goes off and of course they do it and then she's flailing like why doesn't anybody ever use their other hand (laughs) once once contact is made like like grab your hand wrap your legs everything (laughs) did you see the limo explode though Mm, i don't know it didn't explode it It just went into the water interesting i'm saying tia carrera is still out there okay yes 
hitting water like that, there are blunt force, but but like we don't live in a world where blunt force trauma is a thing. Like that, we live in a fast and furious right. And world the, the sunroof was already open; she could just boop, 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 yeah. right out out. Like if you're in a car and the car hits something, like you're and fine. she wasn't knocked out anymore. She knew she had that like oh fuck moment, and she knew like she, if she just like put on a seatbelt. She's good. I guess. Are there seatbelts in the back of a limo? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. That, I haven't been so in a limo old. since junior prom, maybe. <laughs> it's been a while. I just have boom, kiss, boom. Well, even before that, she's like, scream, 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 scared, 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 scared. And as they start to land the helicopter, she squeals. She's screaming. It's the same tone, but the look on her face is like, that was fucking awesome awesome that was exactly what she's been looking for yes. did more than she was looking for but yes and then yeah we have their kiss finally because we it's really the only kiss we get from them and it creates a nuclear explosion <laughs> uh, but then we find out the terrorists have holed up on the top couple floors of a building of nakatomi plaza and now they've got their daughter this is a real speed it's like and more and more like we hijacked the bus well, now we got everybody off the bus. Well, now we're making the delivery. And now he's got Annie and we're on a subway. And now we've got to do this. And yeah, now we've got to do this. Coda was maybe more than we need. But the, the plane was cool. So the I guess it's like the cool, plane's cool. So. And we needed his daughter to see him in action too, mm-hmm. I guess. It's it's short. It's, well, no, it's not short enough. Um, <laughs> the, the, the like, moments with her, like, in the building are concise. She steals the key mm-hmm. to set off the, the bomb. And so she's on the run. She's on a crane. He, you know. Well, he, was like, sorry, I got to borrow your plane. <laughs> we get Tom Arnold, like, oh, he's totally authorized to do that, right? You know? Like, absolutely. Here, let, let, me, let me sign for it. <laughs> it's like, he's, he's got lots of hours in the simulator. It's a, a perfect takeoff. He's just like. He's, that's a trademark tasker takeoff is what he's Running says. into things. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> trademark tasker takeoff is what he says. Um, so he, he does leave. Uh. Jamie Lee is like, what are you doing? And he's like, winks at her. Um, you know, you, you don't need to know that your daughter is in danger. Goes off to Miami and, you know, shows up like real like, you know, and because we've already got dude on the inside. Our third third guy comes up with a news crew because they want a news crew. And he shoots up the joint after uh, main terrorist dude is run after Dana. So we know like there's a couple people on the ceiling. There's most everybody's on the like whatever floor. Like I've cleared this floor. So. Arnold goes up and just shoots out the floor. I'm like, is that a good idea to shoot out a whole floor of a building? Coolest shoot out a building I'd seen until the Matrix a couple years later, mm. which just, it'll never I'm like, be. I just don't think that's structurally sound. <laughs> that's the thing I think. Um, it was just the glass. I mean, I don't I, know. I, I'm, it's movie physics, babe. Right. So then he like whoop up to the crane where, you know, they're having their face off, basically. It was a good scene that we kind of went past like, with one turn of that key. <laughs> and be like, what key? What key? <laughs> like, what, 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 what? Um, and so she's like, someone save me, help. And it's like, whoop. She's like, daddy. <laughs> He's like, jump. Jump. She's like, no, I can't jump. And then we have a series of like, she jumps, dude jumps, this jump, that like the jump. The plane gets shot up by a bunch of AK. Like, this plane is not meant to operate under these parameters. There's a girl hanging on the front. There's a guy climbing on the back. It's been shot a bunch of times. 
They make eyes like, hold on, I'm going to turn a little bit. All we do is just knock him, knock him onto one of the, the missiles and like, oh, what does he say? It's uh, well, You're fired. You're fired. <laughs> it doesn't really work. I mean, it. It it works, but it doesn't really work. They have not had a working relationship. It's 1994, babe. You still had to have a good one-liner when you killed somebody. Ooh. This might have been part of the, like the end of that. Like this might have been when it was kind of on the way out. Could have been, but then Trump kept saying you're fired for forever. I don't know. Um, I mean, we have your luggage and eraser before he shoots an alligator. Ugh. So then. He shoots it, which goes through the empty floor of the building. He's already shot out into the other helicopter, and boom goes the dynamite. We do see this helicopter fall because the million thought is like a million people die when this happens. No, there's like one security guard like high it. <laughs> He's jumping over a police car. There's He's, so many people jump over cars in this movie too. <laughs> it's wild. And then Arnold lands the plane on top of said police car. <laughs> He's like sorry, landing it again. Sorry. He's like it, it's better than the takeoff, but he still He's like, bumps sorry. the police car. Sorry. <laughs> it's like pumpkin, you know, we're all good now. That was hilarious when he was landing <laughs> i was just like like oh like he's gonna land it like is he gonna land it right or is it actually I'm like nope nope <laughs> nope like, the, every hero shot in this gets a little bit of a you know <laughs> i'm kind of making this up as i go along yeah it's it's great i mean it really rides the line it it could have gone leslie nielsen mm-hmm. and it really didn't it really still kept all the stakes um and i think arnold had a lot to do with that and then tom you know Tom yeah. Arnold, like, really Tom just Arnold, kept the the funnies. I, I just don't know if this would have worked if it had been anybody else. They, they I don't just, know. You know, made it work so well. And then, so we have one year later, mm-hmm. and every and we're having a ha- like every dinner we've seen before has all been people looking in opposite directions and tents, and and we're having a good time. Yeah, they're like doing a thumb thumb wars. Yes, <laughs> which Arnold doesn't seem to understand. I, 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 I don't know exactly, but they're yeah, we're all interacting, we're having fun. The phone rings. We get a, a Doris and Boris. She's like, we're on, and they're at another gala. Um, you know, he's in a double-breasted white jacket. It's a lot. It's a lot. She's in an awesome, you know, gown. She's she's doing what he's doing, kind of bumping into people saying, oh, it's so nice to see you. But she's not better at it than him. No, I, I they just, seem to be the assume... same. It just seems like she he taught her how to do that. Like, why? Like, somebody ADR'd all this stuff later. Like, oh, I have no idea who that is. Like, the... Yeah, like, just don't say anything to anybody. Just go and do your thing. You don't need to, you don't need to, like. like hello, Governor. Hello, Ambassador. You don't need to, to, like, imprint again. your face on people. No. And so, like, do we see our target? And she's like, no, but I see someone else I need to talk to. And we go over and we find Bill Paxton as a cater waiter, pouring some champagne, also, but telling some chick, like, things are going to go down. It's hard. I got to keep the waiter waiter thing up. If something goes down, you hide. I'll, I'll come find you. And they're like, oh, hey. And he's like, like, recognizes him right at her. Like, like oh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. And she, like puts it under chin she's like i'll just do them right now and of course he pees himself and she's really just using her lipstick not the barrel of a gun like <laughs> at least there's that i yes. mean because like she would have no one taught the, the try the spy training school is shit if they pull out a loaded gun <laughs> in the middle of a gala <laughs> right under this cater waiter's chin okay so forbidden cinema fashion tips yeah I'm going to say don't wear a white dinner jacket to a gala if all of the help is going to be in white jackets. Absolutely. I agree. That does not, that doesn't play. 
I mean, they're all in like white tie, you know, gloves and everything, and he's not. But still, you know, just still, it doesn't work. Like he looks so good in the black jacket earlier. He doesn't look that great in the white jacket. No, it's it's kind of it's it's too big on him, which that's yeah, tough to tough to really like say those words out loud. But it's he's true. a large man. He doesn't need a, a double breasted jacket. It doesn't work for him. Um, so then. Tom Arnold's in the car. He's like, come on, guys. Let's stay focused. Like, oh, we got to tango. Let's tango. So he's like, guys, guys, stay focused. Guys. Did they just let him go for probably. how long? <laughs> like, next time, I'm not going to be in the van. I'm in the, band for 50, the van for 15 years. I'm not going to be in the van anymore. You guys are in the van next time. Forget <laughs> it. Screw you guys. And that's the movie, babe. Yep. I love this movie it's so fun i don't know if it was as good as it was when i was 14 but boy there are probably so many more things that you got and you weren't living in the terror of <laughs> it was sexier now than it was when i was 14 man i mean she did not understand the assignment of wearing a sexy dress but she understood the assignment of wearing sexy underwear Woo! which i don't know if she knew that was gonna show but it did and it was sexy looking good jamie lee mm-hmm so what else you got, lover? I don't. I don't think anybody needs anything else from us. <laughs> so long. I mean, this is fun. I hope you're enjoying. Um, you know, check us out on Instagram for Bidden Cinema. Um, Mink season two is more than halfway through. So if you haven't caught up with that, check that out. It's on Stars. Um, Minks on Stars going deeper on Instagram. You can shoot us an email for Bidden Cinema Podcast at Gmail. All the things. You know, if you've got some friends that are looking for something to listen to, maybe shoot them, shoot them over to our info. Um, follow us on Spotify or Apple, um, Apple Podcast. Maybe get shoot us a little review. That'd be nice. We'd love it. And yeah, it's always fun. Thanks Did so we much. say it's going to be what August twenty seventh when this comes out? That this movie is streaming. The only place it's streaming is on AMC Plus, and it's coming off at the end of August. So I don't know where it's going to be next. But if you want to watch it, yeah, it, you got a couple days. It's a fun time. So, yeah. so watch it now. Hopefully, if you're listening to this in a few weeks, it's like it came off of that and went onto a, a better platform. Because <laughs> there were some weirdly timed commercials. Just full disclosure. <laughs> All right. Anyway. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.